Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I want to share for a few minutes today before we get into the baptism on the five baptisms mentioned in Scripture. We're, we're just talking about water baptism, but I just want to teach for a few minutes today on the, the five baptisms that are actually mentioned in the Bible, and, uh, and I pray that your hearts will be open. Let's pray right now. Lord, open our hearts and our minds. Speak to every one of us, Lord, whether we've known you for 50 years or whether we've uh, only been a Christian for five weeks or whether we're still working out where this all fits. I just pray, Lord, your blessing would flow over us now. Holy Spirit, let your word transform us in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2 says, now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into perfection. The foundation has already been laid for us to build upon turning away from our dead works to embrace faith in God, teaching about different baptisms, impartation by the laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Welcome for those that are watching online and I pray that you'll be touched today as uh, you hear this message on baptisms and which ones you need to understand or respond to. So there's five mentioned primarily in Scripture. Uh, we'll come to water baptism but the first one is you are baptized into the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 12:13 it says, "For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we we're all given the one spirit to drink. So when we are born again, we are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God, or we're born into the family of God. So it's, the Bible says we are baptized, we are immersed, we are filled with His love, and we come into the family of God. And uh, Jesus talked about this term of born again for the first time in John chapter 3. Nicodemus was a well-known religious leader. He could see that Jesus was different from all the other religious teachers. And he came at night secretly and said, Jesus, how do I come into the kingdom of God? How do I really know that I have eternity in heaven? So in John 3, 3, it says, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Now, Nicodemus, how can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into the, their mother's womb to be born. He's looking at it with natural understanding. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised by my saying, You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So we're born once naturally, and then we, when we become a Christian, it's not a religious experience, it's where you are born again, where you move from trying to understand it all with your head, and you say, Jesus, I want you to forgive me and be my Lord and Saviour. And so uh, Billy Graham used to preach the, uh, the message of born again very much. He was an evangelist that passed away a few years ago. But he saw millions of people come to Christ and said, you must be born again. You must have a new beginning. We've got to move away from our old self-focused sin nature. You must be born again. And Jesus reiterated that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone the new 
is here. So when you become a follower of Jesus, not just a religious experience, it's a choosing to open your heart as a person of adult or old enough to understand, you make a choice to be a follower of Jesus Christ in in a personal way. So the first baptism mentioned in the Bible is the baptism into the body of Christ. It's not a a religious thing or a, a denomination. It is into the family of God by the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. The second one is a baptism of repentance, which was John's baptism. John the Baptist. Mark 1 forces. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So he prepared the way for Jesus Christ to come. And for those who know their Bible history, um, there there was a lot of religious um, people um, who followed God, but they didn't know, they weren't really born again because Jesus hadn't come and died on the cross for them. And so John went out and said, repent. So what's the word repent means? It means you're walking one way and you stop and you turn around and go the other way. So if you're living an attitude or a lifestyle, you repent and turn around. That's what re means, to turn around again. So he's preaching, you religious people, you need to repent. You need to turn around your life and start to follow after God through Jesus. And so in Acts 19, 1-6, we see this very clearly illustrated. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. I've met people today who have never heard of the Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they were baptized in water. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. So they were then baptized in the Holy Spirit all in one day. How awesome is that? They uh, had heard about John's baptism, had turned their hearts towards God in a new way, but now they were born again and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. Reminds me of a guy that uh, came to our church when we were at Nambour. I was a youth pastor at Nambour and our church was on the side of the hill. And one morning, this big burly guy came with uh, red hair and his name was Michael. He was a rough character. He'd spent time in prison. He was a bricklayer and he was tough. He lived on a house over about a kilometre away on the hill and he could hear us singing every Sunday and just hear us singing with all that church like this. With uh, We didn't have air conditioning then, so all the windows were open and he would just hear us singing. After about 12 months, he thought, I've got to go and find out what on earth they do in that church. Everyone seemed so happy. So one day he wandered up a bit nervous and came to the door and I seemed, I remember meeting him at the door and he came upside, upstairs and we had an awesome church service like we have here and the pastor made us invite those who wanted to meet Jesus and he was just so overcome by the love and the power and the presence of God that he came up and opened his heart to Jesus and I was the one as a youth pastor I was there just praying with him and then we prayed together and within 30 seconds he was speaking in tongues and filled with the Holy Spirit never been in church in his life had no idea what was going on but he, uh, he got an overhaul right there and his life was so transformed he came to church every Sunday then for the next few years and I thought wow he encountered the presence of Jesus and then we baptized him a few weeks later 
And sometimes it's that traumatic. Other times it's a step-by-step understanding of encounter where you've had some Christian background and you come to a point where you respond to Jesus as your Lord and Savior in being born again. And then people get baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we see there was a baptism of repentance, but don't stay there. You've got to move on to uh, being uh, baptized in water. And Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So God reveals himself as Father, Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit. And that's why we baptize in that name, because that's what Jesus taught us to do. So that's water baptism, which is immersion. We'll come back to that in a moment. The fourth baptism mentioned is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3.11, John said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Wow. So we see this is where the baptism of the Holy Spirit And we'll talk about that a bit more uh, in a few minutes to explain that for those who don't fully understand. But we need that power in our life. And the fifth baptism is the baptism of fire. It's uh, mentioned in that scripture. And when the fire of God comes, something starts to burn in your heart. A love for Jesus, a love to help others, a a love to walk in righteousness and truth, a desire to do the right thing. And so that fire burns in your heart. And it's so powerful. I was talking to uh, someone today after the first service and they said, often when I'm in church, my hands start to burn with fire. She said, what's that mean? I said, that's just an outward sign that the Holy Spirit is so filling your heart that you're being affected by that. Sometimes my heart gets on fire inside. And I shared in the first service, but I'll share the story again. In 1994, I had the privilege of going to Toronto in Canada. And I went to a church and there was a big conference on there and there were thousands of people coming from all over the world and the power of the Spirit was there. It was just so amazing. And I remember on the third day, there was 20 of us pastors from Australia who had traveled over to see what God was doing. And so we got prayed for. I remember the power of God just came all over me and I was just lying on the floor, um, just overcome with God's presence. And I was just lying there waiting. And I said, Lord, this is powerful. And then next minute, it was like someone plugged my fingers into a power socket. I was lying on the floor, and I can remember my hands were up like this. And next minute, like someone hit the switch. And this electricity went racing through my body. I wasn't in the power socket. It was a spiritual event. They hadn't dragged me across the floor. It was, that's, what, that's the only way I can describe it. And this volts of electricity went through my whole spirit and body and, and soul were just vibrating with fire and power. About every 10 seconds, it would run through me and go back out and then it would settle down. But every 10 seconds, it would turn on again. That went on for over an hour. I'd lost track of time, but people were watching. And during this whole time, I had this incredible sense of peace and love for God and fire and power. It was just so amazing. It was a supernatural experience. But it set a fire in my heart that's never stopped 27 years later of loving God and wanting people's lives to be changed. Some people have supernatural encounters with God's fire and power. It wasn't something that was um, destroyed me. It just empowered me to live out his kingdom life. And some people have power encounters like that. Others have had different things. So the word baptize comes from a Greek word called baptizo. 
meaning to dip, to dip under, to dip in, to sink, to immerse, to plunge, to cover wholly with liquid. The same word is used in dyeing garments. It was really popular years ago. Anyone dyed a, uh, a T-shirt or some garments and you'd wrap it up and some would do patterns and, and all sorts of things. But if you only put it in really quickly and pulled it out, it would only have a little bit of dye on it. But if you keep pushing it up and down for a while and leave it soaking there, it'll come out totally. Every fibre of that garment will be the new colour. It will be saturated. That's the picture when you, it says when you get baptised in water, you go down and your whole spirit and soul gets saturated with the presence of God and you come up empowered as a new creation in Jesus Christ. So when those are getting baptised today, we're going to believe for God's spirit to so fill and empower you when you come up out of that water. It's an outward sign of an inward change in your heart and your life. And I remember I was doing the baptism class with some of the transformation guys a few years ago. There's a few guys getting baptised. And one of the guys, he didn't have any idea. He says, how long do you keep us under for? That was a good question. I said, just long enough to make sure all your sins are washed away. And this look of horror came on his face. <laughs> he started to think, Whoa. He said, well, I better make sure I bring my scuba diving gear or my air tank and my dive gear. I'm going to be under for a while. <laughs> He thought I was serious. I said, no, 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 it's okay, mate. I said, Jesus sets us free from sin and this is an outward sign of an inward transformation. And God can set us free. When we obey him, amazing things happen. I heard an incredible story from a pastor from England years ago. And he, he was the pastor who baptized his guy. They had a real move of God in their church over in London. This is about 30, 35 years ago. All these people came to Christ. And one big burly guy, he was just an amazing guy, had, I think he came out of the gang scene and he got radically changed by the power of Jesus. And all of his friends that came, they got so, and they were all getting baptised, but every time he'd sort of just say, no, I'm not ready. And he just kept putting it off. Until one day the pastor said, how come, I know you love Jesus, why don't you want to get baptised? So I don't really want to talk about it. But the pastor was lovingly insistent and then the guy admitted, he says, I'm really embarrassed, but before I was a Christian, I had a tattoo of Satan put over my heart. And he says, I'm really embarrassed. If I go in the water and anyone sees that, that they're going to just think I'm a terrible guy. And the pastor reassured him. He said, no, look, it's about the heart. It's not what's on the outside of your skin or your whatever. So eventually he got to a point where he was willing to baptise. So they went down the water and when they came up, an amazing thing happened. The tattoo was instantly washed off of his body. All the other tattoos that weren't spiritual were still on his body, but the one of Satan got washed off when he came up out of the water. Now, anyone who knows anything about tattoos knows it's a whole laser treatment and everything to get off. God supernaturally took that tattoo off his body. And I talked to the pastor who was there and witnessed it. It wasn't a second-hand story of maybe. God can do amazing things when we surrender to our Lord. Let's give him a hand. That's awesome. Hey, that is powerful. <laughs> and here in our church, 19 years ago, we've been here about nine and a half years ago. Um, so about six months after we're here, a young couple gave their hearts to Jesus. They, they used to drive from Jinjin every Sunday to come to church. A friend invited them. And they got 
born again, really encountered the power of God. Three weeks later, we went down the water. I remember we were down beside the Torquay Pier. And the presence of God was there. We baptized this lovely couple. And then we're walking up the beach and this lady starts screaming at the top of her lungs. I thought someone was getting attacked or they'd been, didn't know what was going on. We go racing up and here's this couple that had just been baptized. And the lady, she's just there screaming, crying, in absolute overwhelmed emotional state, hysterical. Her husband was standing there holding a towel. And we're trying to work out. And between all of her emotion and hysteria, she says, you don't understand, you don't understand. And he's trying to tell me, you don't understand. Well, I said, well, no, we don't. Tell us what's going on. <laughs> and it turned out seven years before, he'd almost had his hand cut off in an industrial accident in a uh, cabinet-making place. And it had all been stitched back together. But, but uh, his hand was like that, didn't work properly. But he'd only been here for three weeks. And we hadn't noticed because he'd still do basic things with it. So when, but the thing, when he got, uh, came up up the beach, she threw the towel to him and he grabbed the towel with a flex, totally healed, flexible hand. That's why she was screaming totally in shock. And when we baptized him, we didn't know they even had this condition. So it wasn't like we were praying for healing. We were just praying for God transformed their lives. So, and he said, he then opened up his container and said, I take at least 100 pills a day just to live because the pain and all the issues that were attached to it. He was totally, instantly healed as he came up out of the water of baptism. Jesus is very powerful. Many other people come up out of the water and they're filled with the Holy Spirit and feel joy and peace and some speaking in heavenly languages or feeling the fire of God in their lives. Others just have a deep sense of joy because they've obeyed what Jesus told them to do. And uh, I've, got, I've got lots of stories, but we need to keep moving, of uh, what God can do in people's hearts. So it's an outward sign of an inward change. It's a public declaration to God, to the angels, to Satan, to family and friends that you're a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus was baptized as an example for us. He didn't sin, so he didn't have to be baptized, but he wanted to do it as an example. And uh, I've been to India on four missions trips. In some countries like India, they worship so many gods. Someone said they worship up to 300 million. I don't know who counted 300 million, but that's a lot. But they worship statues and all sorts of um, things. But over there, because there's so many gods, they say, well, anyone can put their hand up or pray a prayer and say, I'm going to follow Jesus. They just add Jesus to all the other gods that they worship or follow. But the day you choose to get baptized in water is the day they say, now you're a, a real Christian. Because that's an outward sign of what's happened on the inside. It's that powerful in that culture. And that's when the challenges, the breakthroughs and the persecution comes for being a follower of Jesus. Matthew 3.13, look at Jesus' baptism. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went, went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Three amazing things happened when Jesus got baptized in water. Apart from getting wet, there was some amazing things happened. Number one, it says heaven was torn open. 
heaven opened. It wasn't just a nice parting of the clouds, a cloudy day and the sun just came shining. It was a, a violent tearing open, the Bible says. It's such a powerful word, it's only used two other times in Scripture. It's used when Jesus died on the cross and it says the curtain between the Holy of Holies was torn in two from top to bottom so that people could now forever enter the presence of Jesus. And the third time it's used when Jesus rose from the dead, it said the rocks split open, the hardest things on earth split open by the power of God's resurrection power of Jesus. So I've met people say, oh, that, my, my friend, they're just too hard. They've they got a hard heart and a hard head. I said, no, no, no. I said, if God can split open rocks, he can break open everyone's heart and mind. And the Spirit of God can break open hard hearts of unbelief or fear. The second thing that happened was the Holy Spirit came like a dove and settled on Jesus. And remember what John the Baptist said the first time he saw Jesus? He said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the whole world. So the dove settled on the Lamb. What a beautiful picture that is. Here comes the rain. And so, well, okay. We're going to get wet anyway, so it's all fine. So... The Holy Spirit came on, down like a dove, on Jesus, the Lamb of God. And so many people get filled with the Holy Spirit when they get baptized in water. They come up speaking in the heavenly language. They come up filled with peace or addictions are broken. I've had people that have come up by the water and they've never had an issue with an addiction again after that area. Others get set free from anxiety or fear. Others are empowered to walk through the, the, the issues that still they wrestle with in their lives. And third thing that happened was Father God spoke from heaven. He honoured Jesus and gave him the Father's blessing and released him to minister. Remember, Jesus was 30 when he got baptised in water. That was the year when new trainee priests started to minister in, in uh, the temple in the Jewish religion. So Jesus fulfilled all the law and prophets and that's what happened. So water baptism is also referred to as baptism by immersion or believer's baptism. It's not the same as infant baptism or christening. Many of you have been christened or baptised um, as a baby. And that's a beautiful thing. And that is the parents thanking God for the child and praying blessing. And that is a good thing. We do dedication, similar in the church. But water baptism is adult or believer's baptism where now you choose to follow Jesus as a voluntary commitment to be a follower of Jesus. That's what we believe in water baptism here. So it doesn't diminish what happened as a child. That's a God, godly, blessed thing. This is now a choice as an adult or a believer to follow Christ. And it says you need to be born again before you can be baptized in water. The Bible clearly shows that water baptism is to be after you have repented of your sins and you know that you're a believer and follower of Jesus. The Bible strongly encourages us to have believers' baptism. So water baptism is a step of obedience. It's also an identification with the death and resurrection of Jesus. There's many verses in the Bible say it's like we die when we get, go under the water. That's why we don't just sprinkle. We actually go under the water. It's a sign of being identified with Jesus' death and then we rise out of the water in new life. And that's what what we do in baptism also water baptism is an outward symbol of what's happened on the inside of us colossians 2 11 says through our union with him we have experienced circumcision of heart all of the guilt and 
power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. We've been buried with him into his death. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection, the power, the power that raised him from the death, death's realm. This realm of death describes our former state for we were held in sin's grasp. But now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven <coughs> of all of our sins. He cancelled out every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all, our sins, our stained soul. He deleted it all and they cannot be retrieved. That's good news, hey? When God hits the delete button, it is gone. We're the ones who bring it up or the enemy brings our past up. But hey, let's live in the freedom of what Christ has done. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from the every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner, they were his. Wow. So in Christ, we are baptized into the body of Christ. We are baptized in water as a follower or believer in him. And then it talks about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'll just speak on this for two more minutes as the worship team come on up. Holy Spirit, it's the infilling or the Holy Spirit's a gift, free gift. Acts 2.38 Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it's a gift. And uh, it's, an on, it's a follow-on experience where many experience the supernatural of prophecy of gifts of the spirit speaking in other tongues and the power of God that comes upon us John 4 Jesus said to the woman at the world if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water Jesus answered everyone who drinks the water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst indeed the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life Jesus here is speaking about receiving salvation eternal life the experience jesus called a well of water springing up is the work of the holy spirit and new birth springing up to eternal life then in john chapter 7 jesus speaks of the baptism of the holy spirit so we are a well and a river the holy spirit is a well that you can draw from living water for salvation out of your innermost being then will flow rivers of living water so you're a river john 7:37. on the last and greatest day of the feast Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. And so we see Jesus before he went to heaven says, Stay in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. The Holy Spirit has filled me with power. It's a gift for all of us as followers. So we are baptized in the body of Christ to be born again. And that's the essential step to, to start. Baptized in water is a step of obedience and surrender. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, His power and the supernatural that comes with it. And God says it's a free gift. 
It's a gift that I want to give you and I want to pour it out over your life. And just one other thought, it says to be being filled with the Spirit. So it's not just a one-time experience. Baptism of water is a one-off experience, but being filled with the Holy Spirit is a daily filling up and overflowing. That's when we worship God. I speak in that heavenly language and I just get filled up and overflow again and again and again and encourage you to have your heart to be filled up. Acts, uh, Ephesians 5.18 says, Don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. And the Greek for rebellion there, it's reckless living, waste or debauchery. So it says, don't grieve the Spirit of God and don't quench His Spirit. We quench Him when the Holy Spirit nudges to do something. We say, no, I'm too scared of what someone else will say. We've just quenched the Spirit. I've learned, don't quench it, just obey it. Never restrain or put out the Spirit's fire. Five baptisms. Hopefully now you understand that teaching better. And Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.